0: Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 342, my review of the first two episodes of The Peripheral on Amazon Prime Video, which I saw last night. This is an adaptation of the 2014 novel of the same name by William Gibson, the veritable godfather of cyberpunk, who practically invented the genre with his novel Neuromancer back in 1984. And it was made by the creators of Westworld on HBO. So, the peripheral has to be good, right? Well, it is. Pretty good, that is. I haven't read the book, so I'm not making comparisons. My favorite parts of the new series are 2099 London, which we visit inside the peripheral, a cyber construct that our heroes and villains from an earlier time, just 10 years from now, and who knows when else, inhabit. And they use this place as a base to plan their nefarious and redemptive operations, depending upon who the characters are. But there's some triteness here, especially in the flesh-and-blood reality of the 2030s, where we encounter some good old Southern boys, we've seen them many times before, and Flynn, who is an interesting original hero, or one of the heroes, very well played by Chloe Grace Moritz, but whose mother is dependent on some drug to treat her deadly cancer. And that's a character member of the family we've also seen many times before. I also could have lived without such physically, literally, eye-popping detail of the eye transplant in the first episode. You know, it reminded me of that spoon scene in the opening episode of the British 2013 version of Utopia, which was eye-opening indeed in the worst possible way. But there are also lots of fun and cool details in the first two episodes of The Peripheral, such as the deputy or whoever he was coming upon what seems to be a takeout coffee to go just floating in the air. That happens in the second episode. Well, talk about a good cup of coffee giving you a boost. And Flynn does bring back a drug from the future to cure her mother after seeing an obituary for her, a nice time travel touch, which says that she, her mother, otherwise would have died in just a few months. And we also soon learn that Flynn's entering the peripheral causes her visceral self to branch off in a different life back in 2030. We haven't seen that life yet, but that's certainly an intriguing development. And it's apparent that we're dealing here not just with cyberpunk, but with time travel and alternate realities, and that's tremendously okay in my book. As you listeners of this podcast well know, because I mention it many times, as a writer, reader, and viewer, time travel and alternate realities have long been my favorite kinds of science fiction, with one, time travel, quite naturally leading to the other, alternate realities, when a trip to the past or any contact with the past from the future can bring into being new realities or divergences from the original timeline. In the peripheral, drugs and knowledge are not the only commodities that can be sent 70 years back in time. Money can also be transferred from 2100 to 2030 from the cyber world to the real world, that is, if you can call a world already significantly different from ours in 2022, really real. And that opens up all kinds of possibilities, such as people in the further future hiring assassins to take out people in the near future. At this point, however, the folks in 2100 have apparently not yet considered and certainly have not discussed, at least not in our, the audience's earshot, what unintended consequences killing anyone in the past might have on the future. Surely they've heard of the grandfather paradox, right? But at this point, what we have in the peripheral, all kinds of intriguing and yet-to-be-explored possibilities, well, that's all to the good. Bad guys and good guys, young and older people of all genders, and lots of people and things in between, all caught up as players and creators of a blurry matrix that's slowly coming into focus. I'd say as long as the peripheral continues to mind the esoteric, mind-bending possibilities of cyberspace, time travel, and alternate realities, you know, it could be a top-notch series. I'll be watching and reviewing all of that. And I hope you enjoyed this review of the first two episodes of The Peripheral. I'll be back here soon with more reviews of science fiction, mystery, all kinds of things on television. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, and keep doing whatever you can to help those brave people of Ukraine fight off those vicious Russian Invaders. The Light on Light Through Podcast. Athens, 2042 AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves then ripped what was left, again, into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.